This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. It's what we do, baby! This is Race Wars. Race Wars. I have the power! Yeah! On the field! With Kurt Metzger. You're out of your fucking mind, dude. And Sherrod Small. Saddle down, bitch! Race Wars. Race Wars, we back, baby. I think the equipment is working. For the love of God, we shoot this show with a ColecoVision, two broken Ataris, <laughs> some headphones, and duct tape. And an avocado, <laughs> some string. We need new equipment in here, apparently. <laughs> but something ain't right. We got a packed house, so let's introduce everybody real fast. Kimberly, go first. Uh, my name is Kim Barker. I'm a reporter at the New York Times, and I uh, did a recent story on housing and rent stabilization in New York. Yeah, stop trying to mess up Jew money. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, uh, Aaron the discomfort set in immediately oh, on Jew her. people pockets for? What are you doing that for? <laughs> Looks at door. Aaron Carr, uh, executive director of a housing watchdog group, Housing yes. Rights Initiative. We organize class action lawsuits against predatory landlords. Yeah, yeah wow. not you attacker. That's what it sounds like to me. Aaron, calm down. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, great. Venus, welcome back. I feel like I'm the curveball here. <laughs> uh, hi, my name is Venus Lux. I'm a trans uh, porn star, porn producer. What's the pause about? Why are you pausing? Because <laughs> I'm like, there's like these formal jobs here. I'm just like, I don't have a formal job. I suck dick for a living. <laughs> <laughs> and I suck for a living. <laughs> That's a different line of work. And I'm trans. And she's trans. Hi. Yes. Right on. Richie Redding. And uh, I'm a comic. You know Comedian me, Richie I think. Yeah. Yes, welcome. You came, you've been on the show before, right? Yeah, a couple times. Yes. Karen? Comedian, white Karen. My white daughter, Karen. White daughter, Karen. Comedian. Very good comedian. Yes, very, very, very good. Listen, I want to jump right into it with you, Kim, because I know okay. you have an uh, out. I do have a hard out. No, your article. I read some of my article. Explain your article to some of the listeners. What well, you wrote? No, okay, yeah. I, I wrote, it was a couple of articles, and it right. was just looking at the rent regulation market in New York. And for people who don't live in the city, rent regulation is a way to sort of keep some of, or a lot of the apartments theoretically affordable to New Yorkers. Because as everybody knows, New York is very, very expensive to live in, despite what you see in TV shows like Friends. Um, yeah, yeah, it was all lies, man. I mean, it was all that lies. That big-ass house, that big-ass apartment. Uh, it, was huge. It, was somebody, it was somebody's grandma's. Grandma. It was allegedly rent-controlled, and it was a big lie. It was it a was big a lie. lie. It was a loft. It was like yeah. the loft from the movie Big. Yeah. Yeah. Like this. Oh, yeah. All the yeah. neighbors Sex were white, city, too. She's a writer. She was a writer. She had her yeah. own two-bedroom you know, with like columnist, an office. like a freelancer. No. And, and across from each other. shoes. It's like you can have shoes or a house. Right. So basically what we were looking at is all the different ways and the loopholes that landlords have taken av- advantage of in was recent Mark years. Wiener? No, Mark Wiener was involved. What's his, his, his name? Wiener? Wiener? What did Wiener uh, Anthony do? Wiener. Uh, no. Anthony oh, Wiener. Right, right. Anthony <laughs> Wiener. Yeah, that dummy. Then he, he was part of the Now he's in prison. Yeah. yeah. But then they changed like the guidelines in 1994 in New York City, and that's what in allowed. In 93 and 94, yes. and that's what yeah. allowed. And Wiener was one of the dudes involved in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was. I mean, he wasn't one of the primary movers in that. Okay. But, like, but you know, the, and we're down. talking about the city versus <laughs> the state, and like the state actually is the one that has to determine um, rent laws uh, at, at this point, right, Aaron? Yep. Um, anyway, so we're looking at landlords and how they push people out of affordable rent-regulated housing, and then how they 
then flip those apartments into the free market, turning an apartment that might have cost like say $900 a month, $1,100 a month into an apartment that's all of a sudden like $4,000 a month. Mm. And yeah. all these numbers I are very that. difficult to understand for folks who do not live in right. the city. But for what it's doing here is it's pricing out people who don't have very high paying jobs right. to not having places to live anymore. And it just raises the question about what sort of city we want New York to be. Yeah, when I lived on 75th Street on Aubrey side, me and Rachel Feinstein, yep. another comedian, <laughs> uh, we lived in, so we called it squalor, but it was the best time of our lives. <laughs> so we went right around the corner from uh, one of the comedy clubs that we performed at. We right. were just new comics. And we had our shower was in the kitchen. Right, right, right. In the kitchen. Damn. See, she, she <laughs> I was like, about New York City. Yeah, there's like five people in one studio or something. Yeah. No, with two of us, it was uh, we had a railroad apartment, mm -hmm. but our rent was like seven hundred dollars. Right. Okay. Seven hundred dollars. Okay. Upper East Side of Manhattan. Yeah. But this was like uh, early two thousands. Right. Right. And oh, wow. then um, they offered us because uh, they wanted us. They to, wanted a buyout. Yeah. They, gave they, buyout. they offered us a buyout. But they also, because uh, they started renovating like some of the apartments mm -hmm. in the building. And it's like, oh, the renovated apartments look great. But they did, I did get them to give me money and an apartment. Hmm. So how much money did you get? 15 grand. You got 15 mm -hmm. grand and she got 15 grand? No. <laughs> <laughs> did you even share the fact there was a buyout with your room? all in my pocket now. What am I, a slumlord? You mind your business, lady. Coming around here asking me about my business. <laughs> That's between me and Jews. <laughs> How much or little does it cost the developer to take it from the $900 apartment to the $4,000 apartment? Well, it, it can't be more than like ten grand worth of shit, right? Mm. Well, they did do a lot of work, but they brought, they had their that. own construction people in from like uh, mm. Israel who came over and just did it. I guess they had a deal. All right, watch out. But that's what it was. <laughs> but, I'm just talking about my, my particular. <laughs> but now, do you have a feel for that? Um, yeah, well, it, it depends. Like, you're wanting to hit this threshold, which now is like a little bit more than $2,700 a month. And if you get the price of an, of an apartment over $2,700 a month, then it's you can charge whatever you want, 6000 whatever the market bears. Oh, they're yeah. going to squeeze these squeezing people out of New York. So, so, like, and to do that, and here's where you have to mm -hmm. do math, you know, so let's just do easy math because I'm a journalist and that's sure. the only math I can actually do. I'm kidding. I'm excellent at math. I was a math lead in high school. But let's say, anyway okay let's say that like you've got an apartment that costs fifteen hundred dollars a month and you then go and do uh, somebody moves out you could then add twenty percent onto the rent automatically so fifteen hundred dollars twenty percent of that is eighteen hundred yeah eighteen hundred dollars yeah. three hundred add that so then you have to get it from eighteen hundred up to tw a little bit more than twenty seven hundred dollars right. so you know if you do something like forty thousand dollars worth of improvements or you say you do forty thousand uh, dollars worth of improvements and that's what I'm getting at here then you divide that by 40. This is the sort of calculations you have to do. You can add like 1 40th of the improvements you do on top of that. So that would be, you know, a thousand bucks. You get it up to $2,800, you're into the free market, you can charge whatever you want. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, did you it's get a scam, into, um, it's just a hustle. Did you get into so the Kushner? Almost all fraud. The yeah, we, did, we they, did get into the It was Kushners. like a big deal, right? Yeah. They yeah. were like making it toxic for people to live. They had to leave. Well, yeah, and it depends on the place. And like, th that's a, one particular instance that's mm -hmm. over, the Williamsburg instance, yeah. right? Recent lawsuit, yeah. 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 and there was, and Aaron was more involved in that. Um, okay. And that was a different sort of rent stable. All of this is so confusing, and so, we, yeah. you know, when we're talking about this, you have to think about an average person who lives in one of these places. We don't know our rights. You know, yeah. we don't know our rights. Yeah. That's absolutely correct. And like, you, they also don't have to offer any sort of proof to the state agency regulating this. They can just say, yeah, I spent $40,000. Mm -hmm. They only have to give the receipts over if the, like, 
new tenant challenges it, and the new tenants often don't know their rights. You know, so people should read right. those very large stories that we wrote in the Times, and it explains a lot of this stuff. Wow, it's all, almost all fraud. Well, I, I don't know if it's almost all fraud. I'm not going to paint everybody mm. with the same brush. But, you know, there are so many loopholes. And the laws that are on the books aren't necessarily enforced either by the city or by the state. But that means that it goes to the top, right? So if you're talking about well, like legislation and yeah. enforcement, then it has to go all the way from the... The people at the top must know and, and not just know, but be totally complicit in Well, that. you have to think fun. about... like I, oh, There's a couple of things I would say to that. There are different agencies who are responsible for dis different aspects of this. You get in the city, you've got the Department of Buildings, and you've got housing... Uh, uh, preservation and, and development, right? Uh, a bunch of offices that don't do shit. They mm -hmm. don't talk to each other, yeah. right? And and like there's not a communication. Then in the state, you've got the department uh, or the, you've got the Division of Housing and Community Renewal that is on a computer system from the 1980s. Wow, that's how so, I mean, hours. like, you remember those black screens with uh, green? Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, they, they, they still could, use they a beginner's all perfect symbolic instructional code and using Pascal basic. and logo. <laughs> what a bunch of 80s nerds. <laughs> Am I right, guys? Nobody else? We're all <laughs> that's how they run the that's like the subway also right, right. they use like old pac-mans and stuff to like make it <laughs> right and it makes it so like you can't even if you're working there you can't even look up all the buildings that one wow. landlord owns Jesus so Christ. even if you like really? find out yeah so even if you get a complaint you find of over, an overcharge in one apartment that you find is completely valid mm -hmm. they can't even look and they don't look up all the other wow. apartments in the building let alone all the apartments in the owner's portfolio that's like a straight up emergency this is like how we and treat it it's a crisis I, it's I like know, how it we is. treated al-qaeda before 9-11 yeah this is how 9-11 <laughs> like happened. we just didn't nobody communicated right. fbi didn't talk to the cia cia didn't and next thing we know, buildings are falling. Right. Mm -hmm. So that, because you've got all these different agencies that don't talk to each other, everybody can point fingers at everybody that, else. Yeah, like uh, after the story, like yeah, and after like the story it, ran, I mean, <laughs> De Blasio, our mayor, mayor for people who aren't not listening. my mayor, yeah. our, our, our city's mayor, um, posted on his Facebook page, "This is why we need changes in the state laws," without even sort of acknowledging that we were also writing about failures in the city. Mm -hmm. So everybody's able to go, "No, it's your fault. No, it's your fault." And meanwhile, oh. you know, nothing changes. And if you look at the state's campaign finance rules and you look at who the major donors are to state follow politicians, yeah. it's going to be a lot of developers. Yeah, follow the money. That's how they... Uh. Is it made murkier because oh. every building is owned by a separate LLC uh, for that building? Yes. It's so made, there's shell yeah. companies and all that shit. Mm. Yeah. So because, yeah, as, as you were saying, each building is owned by a different limited liability company. And so for us to even figure out who the overall owner was, you know, uh, a colleague of mine created a database <laughs> where you're linking back to these addresses and you're creating landlord networks. And it took forever. It took forever. And then you had to verify that it was indeed the same landlords like when you were doing the reporting it's a lot of work what god yeah. bless you aaron what do we have to do aaron what's happening here i mean at the end of the day it's um not an enforcement issue it's a campaign finance issue right. really and kim um spoke to that influence? this is yeah. all mm -hmm. intentional they right. know where the problems are they know what to do to solve them they don't have the political will to solve them mm -hmm. because 10 percent of all political contributions at a state level estate. come from real estate and while money can't buy you love, it can definitely buy you government. Right. And this is the outcome of that uh, ruinous fraud across uh, the rent stabilization program uh, and also in a lot of these city agencies as well. Who do we need to send to jail? God damn it. <laughs> I think we need to reform our campaign finance laws so we can get our government back. But how do we do that? How do I mean, the people got to really get angry and fucking shut the city down for that to happen. 
Absolutely. And you got to ramp up the pressure. I think you, the uh, media, uh, our elected officials need to make campaign finance a, uh, a pillar, basically, of the progressive movement. And I think progressivism has kind of gone off track in that mm -hmm. sense. There's a lot of rhetoric, a lot of talk. We got to bring it. Yeah, we got to bring it back to, you know, the old school, like uh, Al Smith, Governor Al Smith used to rail against corruption and fraud. That was a main pillar of his platform. And you don't see that kind of energy anymore. I think it's going to have to get worse before it gets better. So like the pendulum can swing all the way bad so people can want to make it good. It's going to have to. Yeah. And that's what our organization does in part. Yeah. Now, who do you sue? Are you suing people to try to... So what we do is we use a data-driven approach to figure out um, you know, where real estate fraud is, is occurring. Basically, we have to pierce through those LLCs in order to see the systematic patterns of fraud across various portfolios. Right. Our team of investigators will go into these buildings, uh, collect data, leases, information from the tenants, and then we'll partner with law firms to file these cases as class action lawsuits. Now, are the tenants getting into beef with the landlords when they figure out that they helping out you guys? Once once they have, well, they're helping out themselves because a lot of them are getting defrauded right. uh, and they're entitled to a rent refund, the rent reduction, right. and a properly rent stabilized lease. Once you set up a tenant oh. with a lawyer, it's counterintuitive. That's usually the last tenant that a landlord now wants to go after. Right. Because now they know their rights, they're protected, it's in the court of law. A lot of uh, these predatory landlords are cowards. Mm -hmm. And once you set them up with legal support, they'll back down pretty quickly. My lease said, it's, I mean, my, our rent's horrendous, I live in Hell's Kitchen, but it, uh, it says on the lease that there is a period of rent stabilization. When that's up, yeah. it could go to the, the market value of like $10,000 a month. What? Right. Preferential you, rent. Yeah, what you probably have is you probably have what's known as um, a J51. Which is a different kind of rent stabilization than the traditional sort of $2,700 limit. It's it's a year limit. So, mm -hmm. you know, probably like maybe, did it say the year that your apartment is going to go into this? It, it's within a couple years, I think. Right. So Ooh. it was probably about 24, 23 years ago. They did some improvements in the building and they got a uh, tax break for it. Right. Seems right. It, you know, and so and they did a lot of improvements, most likely, correct? You know, and then like they get this for usually 25 years and then after that as long as they tell you they're bringing it out of rent stabilization they're bringing it out of rent stabilization and, right. and, they, and they could and they could it's totally legal and they can they could jack your rent up to ten thousand dollars right but I, but I mean nobody is doing is paying that right mm -hmm. right so it's it, it just it basically just becomes like the maximum becomes the minimum, sort of, right? Like the, what what you're what people are willing to pay. Is, yeah, the, is it, the it new just goes floor. free market. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's just saying it's, it's rent stabilization and name only. It'll probably be like in Hell's Kitchen, depending on how nice the place is. You know, I don't know, five thousand, six thousand, whatever. Yeah. Depending on how many bedrooms you have. All right, how close <laughs> to the Skywalk? Uh no, we're far away from that. I'm fifty fifth and ninth. Uh, they got a new train over there, don't they? <laughs> that's seven coming around there. No. I, I don't think so. No. Okay. Yeah. This city is just so damn expensive, man. Yeah. It's yeah, the rent's too damn high. The rent's too damn. <laughs> that dude was fucking crazy as fuck. He looked like a black Dracula. <laughs> but I'd be damned if he wasn't pulling out. <laughs> the rent's too damn. So how does how do we how do we stop this yeah. now? Like. I mean, I don't know. Who do we talk to? Is it a congressman I should call? Without making any effort or having to do anything. Yeah, I don't want to wake up early in the morning <laughs> to do it. 
But what Cuomo do I have to get on the phone? <laughs> Which one of these fucking ex baseball bodies do I have? Cuomo brother. <laughs> I mean, do I, I have to? I, I don't know. I mean, it's like it, it's sort of like I, I don't. It would take a large effort to change anything. You know, it's you've got De Blasio is saying affordable housing is it's the crux of his. It's what he's staking he his reputation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's so going to paint the whole thing it? in lead and let everybody die. He doesn't care. Are we all going to live in his black son's afro? Kim is so uncomfortable. She's so uncomfortable with your <laughs> racial humor. It's great. <laughs> Very uncomfortable. <laughs> I didn't say black son. I was one. No, you went straight for the Jews as soon as, soon as he introduced her. Like, oh, My shit. My mother's Jew is not going to say it. <laughs> what did I sign I'm up Jew for? Jew, too. I'm everything. <laughs> That's convenient. It is. I'm a New Yorker. It's got license. <laughs> no, I got license. But so how do we, I don't, I don't, who are the biggest, like, tell me right I mean, now, who's like, the let's biggest. Talk, let's talk about, like, the fathers. fact. Let's talk about the laws that exist on the books to criminal, criminally prosecute bad landlords. Okay. Um, you know, the, the biggest landlord that's been prosecuted, you guys hear of a guy now by the name of Steve Croman? Steve Croman, yes. Yeah, he was described by the former the attorney landlord. general, uh, you know, Eric Schneiderman, uh, as being the Bernie Madoff of landlords when he was arrested. <laughs> so he's like the that's worst, really he's the so he worst popular. landlord. He was a sideburns guy, guy, right? Mm. He's a guy, he's sideburns? a guy, um, I don't know, I don't think he had sideburns. They had him oh, on the okay. front page of something. Yeah, running out of somewhere trying to hide his face. Right. No, he's a very he's he's actually a great. He doesn't have sideburns. He's very clean cut, no facial hair. Um, but that's my was, way of asking he if he was, was Hasidic. So. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Um, oh, okay. I totally didn't get that. Um, so anyway, uh, he he was he, and he was charged with all these crimes. But these crimes he was charged with, which and he was known as being this top harasser of tenants. The, the yeah. crimes he was yeah. charged with were all financial crimes mm. because there were no laws on the books that actually could be used to criminally prosecute a landlord for harassing a tenant. For bullying you and trying to get you yeah. out. Right. So you can't the say only one that's, Yeah, The only one that's on the books is the level of evidence that's required is so high that in the 21 years that it's been on the books, or 20 years, something like that, uh-huh. um, nobody has ever been convicted of it. What they yeah. just don't—they don't want people to be convicted of it. That's why they made the burden so high. Yeah, I mean that's you saying that. I'm yeah. just saying that's how high the burden is. Now so how much like, money did this crook give to like a campaign? Um, I mean, he, his companies had given like various amounts of money, but he wasn't—he's not the most significant donor to campaigns. I mean, he was very much held up as like this is the poster cha- child for how we're going to handle bad landlords. And, he and the punishment the he got—you want—you want to know how much he got, how what? much time he got sentenced to? It's gonna be depressing. Um, Six months. Oh, he, he ended up spending eight months in yeah. in, in, in jail. Oh, um, and the know. white man is <laughs> the devil. And it was like the financial jail too. It wasn't like he didn't go to Rikers, no, probably. Was, no, he was he was supposed to go to Rikers. He didn't end up in Rikers. He ended up in the Tombs, which is um, yeah. like uh, it's an, it, believe it or not, it's a, re- a relatively nicer place than <laughs> yeah. Rikers. Tombs versus it Rikers. Really yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, I heard, I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's in Lower it's Manhattan. It's, it's in Lower Manhattan, yeah. so it's much easier for friends and family to visit. Mm, um, must be nice, you know. And he's out already. This and he. You know, his businesses have been taken over by a receiver, but he still gets the money from it. You know, so if you're a landlord, I see no reason why not to do this. No. If, what, if, worse I mean, than worse yeah. yeah. and, and also you like, live rent-free in jail. At, but also look at the fines that you get if you're violating the rules of the Department of Buildings. And let's face it, a lot of the improvements that they do 
um, the violations are going to come in in construction, which the Department yeah. of yeah. Buildings regulates. Mm -hmm. Now, if you if you get caught doing anything and the Department of Buildings will close a complaint of illegal construction or anything else, if they try twice to get inside and they don't get in, mm -hmm. they move on, they close the complaint. But if they actually get inside and they find something wrong, the maximum fines are not significant. In fact, the median fine we found was like $800, which if you're a multi-million dollar developer, you'll take yeah. that fine. Take the Did you guys have to do battle word. with landlords at some point? How did you wind up being like, I assume you're a lawyer. Mm -mm. Ah, no. I, um, so before I started Housing Rights Initiative, I was working for an elected official um, in the South Bronx, Assemblymember Blake. Um, I tried shout to out to Blake. I tried okay, to, uh, yeah. <laughs> I tried to avoid Albany at all costs. <laughs> so I would stay in the district. Uh, we were working on housing issues all day long, and that's when I realized that you know I wouldn't even say that the government is asleep uh, behind the wheel. They mm -hmm. fell asleep before they even got into the car. Mm -hmm. uh, these agencies never showed up, and is we it were asleep a little bit charitable. Yeah, it seems intentional. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. An intentional coma. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and they would never show up. And, you know, we weren't a powerful uh, elected office, but we were an elected office. So I figured if we were calling them, they would come to the rescue, uh, help some of these, you know, tenants out, and they never showed up. It was like waiting for Superman, uh, and Superman never came. So, so if you guys call in from an elected official's office, what does, what's the chances of just a regular person getting these motherfuckers Exactly. Right. And that's what, that's basically um, how Housing Rights Initiative came about. I said, we have to circumvent this broken bureaucratic system. So and broken. we did that by organizing large groups of tenants and then incentivizing law firms to take these cases on on a right. no out-of-pocket cost basis uh, so we can sue the landlords, get their money back, and also expose uh, a lot of the dysfunction within government that's causing these problems to happen in the first place. And this started up in the Bronx? South Bronx. Yeah. And how's it working out now? Did, uh, how many how many uh, landlords did you guys sue? And so we have um, close to fifty class actions. Wow. Um, going uh, three against uh, Kushner companies um, and some other big landlords. Two against Croman. We actually organized a class action against Croman while he was in prison right. because the governor, even though this guy went to jail for defrauding tenants and uh, the banks, um, never actually audited the portfolio. So he didn't say, you know, Croman owns over 100 buildings. If wow. he goes to jail for fraud, what the first thing you should do is audit the all portfolio the, and see if they're right. defrauding tenants, if they're cheating on tax benefits. Right. They didn't do any of that. Why? How, so did, they're, they, they're, how they're, did they justify that? They, uh, their justification is weak. I mean, I think they basically said, oh, yeah, no, we are actually looking into it. And it's like, mm. we're a nonprofit that has a budget of a nickel and a piece of lint. And, and you're going to defer your enforcement obligations to us. That's mm -hmm. just sad. Oh, can I suggest, no, through this. Okay, I'm uh, can I suggest going after Schuster Management in Jersey City? I'm, I will look into them. <laughs> Who are they? I, I took them on. That um, I had this. Th so they they took over the this building. My The, the original landlord, bitch-ass Ron, went under. And uh, <laughs> if you if you come across Schuster Management or Ron Spanner guy. in Jersey City, fucking run. So <laughs> they it, it, we lived right next door to it and to this new building, and it was like it was held up by like four months. We had to keep extending our our lease by a month. It was it was a real issue. And the last day, I had my window open, and the inspector came, and Ron is with this guy, and he and the guy's out front. He's like, "Look, I'm sorry, I can't do anything. You got to fix this shit." This is code. And he's like, ah, oh, come on. There's got to be something we can do. They get in the guy's car together. Oh. Go around the block. Oh. And I get a call. Hey, Richie, it's Ron. Guess what? We got the CO. 
So, like, I saw a uh, certificate of occupancy. So, I saw the, like, whatever it was happen. And, like, you know, so, like, day one, it was like, hmm, these walls seem kind of thin. And he's like, ah, no, 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 it's fine. And once it was actually time to start, like, running the heat, we couldn't get the bedrooms oh. above 55. And it, like he he knocked a hundred bucks off forever until finally it was like no fuck this I'm not paying rent anymore until you uh, until you fix it to your job and, and it, it, it's like but but I can't fix it if you don't give me the money you got to give me the money and I'll fix it like no oh. <laughs> and so the one time ever, so they they had the same guy so, yeah so it was it was always the same guy that fixed shit it was this guy that didn't speak English that Ron called him Jesus and he tried to fix the neighbor downstairs heat. And they're, they're, the whole family's there. And, and the lady's like, I feel woozy. Oh, no. They had a parakeet fucking boop died. That this guy like backed up. Yeah. In this guy, yeah. The guy, he like somehow backed up the exhaust of their heat. Jesus so, and, and, and like damn near killed them. We had to, we had to clean out the whole building. So it got to the point that I was just like, no, I'm not paying rent anymore. And I and in Philly, I'd had to withhold rent, but you had to put it into uh, yeah into great. escrow. Jersey City, you just have to send them a letter every month saying I'm still withholding heat. So that went on for like seven months. Wow! Uh, and every time, look, give me give me five hundred dollars, okay? You give me five hundred, <laughs> and I'll fix it tomorrow. But I intercepted a letter saying that we see that you're $2 million in arrears. It just came to my mailbox and that your property is going to be uh, foreclosed on. So, and, and like coming. He was just trying to collect money from you. Yo, it got down to the point like, just give me, uh, give me $100. Like, get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Yeah. 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 So, Schuster takes over, right? So, it, it, gets, it, it goes into foreclosure. Schuster buys it in a fire sale. And the, and we thought it was going to be over, but they started to try to collect the back money that I owed to the other guy. Oh, and and it still wasn't fixed. So I finally got them after this is like a, a quick summary of it. I got them to let us move into the apartment above us because the building was empty except for us mm. because everybody else got, just got evicted mm. because they weren't they weren't paying rent, but they were doing it the wrong way, right? right? So they tried to evict us. And at this point, it had been like 15 months wow. that I was just sending letters instead of rent. Right. Uh, the guy tried to evict us also. I was like, look, if you try to evict me, I'm going to sue you and I'm going to win. <laughs> because they, the, the new com Schuster wouldn't give us proof of our security deposit, which the other guy bounced on. Right. And supposedly, if, they don't, if you request it within 30 days, they have to, give you, uh, they have to show you where it is. Mm -hmm. right? or, they, or they owe you double. <laughs> And it so and the guy's like, okay, yeah. And I get a letter saying that they're evicting us. It was like, all right, well, so we won the eviction because they were trying to evict us from for back rent for two R when we lived in three R. Now, right? It was like, well, you can't evict me for not paying rent in an old place. And oh, the same, place, yeah, yeah at, at, right. And and the same day that we were there, I filed the lawsuit for five grand, and uh, like because of the security deposit. And they get a call from the guy like, "Hey, I thought we uh, we had this settled." Like, dude, I told you if <laughs> you try to evict yeah, me, you, I'm going settled? to sue you they and I'm going to win. About being sloppy. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Imagine being that bad at being bad. Uh, yeah, just and it got they had three lawyers in the court. It was just me and like, <laughs> it, it, well, no, and they're like, we're not going to let this happen. It's going to go. It's like, all right, well, let's go all the way right. because right. it's going to cost you ten grand because I know you suits have to get paid for. 
So yeah. they be, so fucking begrudgingly gave us the five grand. Amazing. But yeah, I mean, they were it was it was the biggest comedy of errors ever. That one they never had they never put us on the master key. And this is Schuster Management in Jersey City. And I was like, all right, well, you know, let yourself in however you can. I come home and a crowbar <laughs> had popped my deadbolt. And the doors open and, and couldn't shut. And I called them like, what the fuck? Did you guys oh, break man. into my apartment? Well, you said to let, her, let us in. Oh, man. Let ourselves in. And it was like prime four upon, months before they would like, it? yeah. Oh, boy. Like oh, the God. slightest wind and like you would hear the, the crowbar hole whistling. And so you got to do all that just to get five grand out of this fucking nightmare. Yeah. Uh, yeah. for living in Jersey City. But like it was, <laughs> yeah, but it was all consuming. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah, I saved a year and a half of yeah. rent or whatever. But like it was an everyday thing. And I had were to do so much research. Were you dating someone at the time? Were you single? Uh, single maker. No, I was sort of dating. Single maker. <laughs> the time, yeah. Okay. Yeah. How do we fight wow. back though? How do we, I don't, I don't, I don't just see this getting worse. <laughs> I mean, I'm a journalist, so I don't. I, I write the stories. I mean, Aaron is more about Expose like them. the fight. Yeah, I you gotta mean, expose like, them. Yeah, yeah, it's and huge. then like, and then I rely on other people to like take what they will from the stories and move forward with yeah. it. Mm. You have to expose Which it. Which is the worst borough? Mm. Mm. For mm. what? Well, <laughs> just duped and For fucking bullied fucked. by uh, landlords. I would say Queens is pretty bad. Um, and then in Manhattan, it's the areas that are gentrifying considerably. Right. So, you know, Washington Heights, Inwood, right. yep. Then they just have some type of battle on uh, City Hall steps today or yesterday about Washington Heights and trying to rezone some Oh, uh, yeah, the Inwood uh, rezoning. Yeah, the Inwood um, rezoning. Which I think, so they are trying to rezone Inwood um, so they can create more affordable housing. Uh -huh. You know, I think de Blasio's um, affordable housing plan is commendable but extraordinarily misguided. And that is because with these rezones, where he's trying to create um, basically luxury development where a percentage of the units are affordable, right. they should be doing this in more affluent communities. Right. And that's like from like a policy standpoint, that is where you start. And that's because if you people affluent people can't afford to live in an affluent community, they're going to come to your community. Right. right. So you that's have to right. increase the density in more affluent neighborhoods, and then you kind of work down from there. He did not do that. Why? That's not policy. That's politics. Right, affluent because people, people who live in affluent communities, they tend to they higher voting um, propensity, yeah. uh, and also they have a lot of money. A lot of them donate considerable money. So a lot of elected officials like de Blasio will say, I don't want to deal with that. Let's just rezone working class and low income communities, right. which is wrong it from is a policy wrong. perspective oh. and a moral perspective. Yeah. Also, like I care about this because wow. I'm not affluent. If I were affluent, I'd be like, I mean, I care in theory, but I'd be like, I'm fine. <laughs> and I like to keep it how, I like to keep it nice and affluent around me. And, and you know, there's no panacea. I'm not trying to say that we just have to build in, you know, affluent communities and the affordable housing crisis is over. That's uh -huh. one prong, but right. it is real. Like yeah. look at Upper West Side and compare it to like Greenwich Village. The average studio um, uh, for uh, price for a studio in Upper East Side is about $2,000, which is high. Mm -hmm. In Greenwich Village, it's about $2,800. Right. Why? Because the Upper East Side, they actually have big buildings. They built it up. Built it has it up, more yeah. density. Right. Greenwich Village is very flat. Yes, small, flat, yeah. nice small. Flat, so it like creates it? this. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Love a nice flat yeah. part of town. Of <laughs> right, so now the developers say, well, we can't build in Greenwich Village. Yeah. Um, let's just build in downtown Brooklyn. 
and you know the people who can't afford to live in some of these areas that's in downtown up. Manhattan will come to Brooklyn. And that's what's happening in Brooklyn. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah, and then yeah. people are getting pushed right out. Yep. Is there a percentage of high rises that have to go towards affordable housing? I think I think it's like tw- um, when it's a rezoning, it's like twenty five percent, I believe. Um, then they go through that and you just have to hit a lottery to get like, that, right? Yes, those West which, which is how you know yeah. that our affordable housing system is really screwed up. <laughs> yeah. When you have to play the lottery yeah, in order to have sign, an affordable right? life. Yeah. A lot <laughs> of it is got to scratch bad, off bad for sign. a house. A yeah. lot of it is bad 80, 20 housing. So like eighty mm-hmm. percent can be free market. Twenty percent is supposed to be affordable, but. Mm-hmm. Affordable to whom? Right. right. And like when you're in a place, like the way they do these affordable calculations, and again, this is like going to get into math, so I'm not, I'll try not to like commit it for you, but they do this thing called the area media income right. of the entire area. So that includes Westchester, mm-hmm. right? And the Bronx and Manhattan and Queens and Brooklyn. So it includes areas outside of New why York City. That, yeah, why would they do that? It's just, I mean, way, for it's obvious just, it's that just they what our AMI way. is, yeah. right? So then they, they figure out what affordable housing is based on the area median income. Oh, wow. And the me- median income of the area when you compare that to like a place, some a neighborhood in the Bronx, for example, where they are putting a lot of affordable housing, right. um, the affordable housing that comes in there is priced at a, pl- at a price that's oftentimes at market rate or even higher than market rate. Wow. It's just like so financial it, it, gerrymandering. It, it, it just sort of, it doesn't make a lot of sense. You yeah. know, it mm-hmm. makes sense to get more affordable housing, but nobody ever like looks behind those numbers, affordable to whom? Well, yeah. it makes mm-hmm. perfect sense yeah. if you don't right. really want to have housing be affordable, then it's very rational. That's how you would do it. I mean, that's fucking. I know you can't comics here, the journalist, but that's that's got to be what it is, and right? It's like it seems extremely intentional. Someone writes these laws. Someone they has like to enforce ah, they won't not. pay attention so, to it. Yeah. Was it realtor money in politics behind the phenomenon of like the '70s and '80s, where they were basically giving people housing? way out of cities in order to get them to kind of give up their properties where they were. Like, for instance, um, uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania has mad Puerto Ricans. And I think that's actually the motto of the city. <laughs> yeah. But, but, we got mad Puerto Ricans, but, Joe. But it's all people that move from Philly. You know that was funny. Something. Yeah, it's all people that move from Philly because they it was like, right, it was it was like you yeah. can struggle here or free house over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people are like really uprooted mm-hmm. because yeah. of that. Is that is that realtor driven? Like did they Oh that's I'm I'm sure. I'm sure I mean, it has to be. Yeah. I mean any any um I guess uh, screwed up policy or dysfunctional policy um, is always going to have something you know pernicious behind it. Right. It's usually uh, special interest groups, which is the problem with our enforcement system. The problem with these policies in general is that it a lot of times it's catered towards those who donate a ton of money mm-hmm. um, to politics. Right. Um, and I think another example of um, De Blasio not you know, stepping up to the plate is our, our broken property tax system, which a lot of uh, people don't fully understand because it's so convoluted and complicated. New York City has the most broken property tax system um, of any major city in the entire country. This is all corruption here. And yeah. a lot of tenants dirty, don't. Dirty. A lot of tenants don't know this, but they're paying property taxes indirectly, and that's because in large yeah. rental buildings in New York City. Uh, they the landlords pay four times more in property taxes than homeowners. So what do they do? They pass on sure. some of that burden yeah. uh, onto the tenants in the form of higher rent. And most tenants don't know that that is happening. Like so that. how would we know the difference between what rent is and what fucking property tax is as a regular just renter? Yeah, I mean, that's the tough part because it's invisible. 
So right. a lot of renters, they don't know, you know, and it obviously varies depending on what neighborhood you're in. But if we were able to reform our property tax system and make it more equitable, right. which obviously would make sense because homeowners tend to be wealthier than um, renters. renters yeah. right. And this is something actually landlords and tenants can both partner on. Mm -hmm. It's to their advantage. You can have some odd bedfellows here, which yeah. has already uh, happened. Uh, that would lower rents on average. Um, that is part of the affordable housing crisis. Mm -hmm. And a lot of tenants don't know. Now, it wow. would require a lot of political will because if you raise property taxes on homeowners, homeowners are gonna know it because they're paying it directly. Right. Right. But the tenants won't thank you for it because they don't know they're actually paying for it right now. And that's why you have to educate renters. We have to educate New York City on this wow. issue. And I don't think uh, the mayor talked about it enough, especially given that his entire platform is around affordable housing. He's the hype. He's a <laughs> lie. of that big German <laughs> just He's screwing out nonsense. <laughs> That big Wilhelm. You know he's a Wilhelm, don't you, Cam? So uncomfortable. <laughs> you know he's a big, goofy Wilhelm. Trying to pass him off, self offense with spaghetti sauce. You all see through your lies, you dumb Santa Claus. <laughs> he got some claws in him. Yeah. Santa Claus is a German, too. Don't try to sleep on that. We Close. know. We got it. Shut up. <laughs> we get it, uh, Dad. Venus, what do you think about all this, huh? I'm so What's glad. I do not live here. <laughs> I mean, y'all get apartments I too, goddammit. I'm from California, San Francisco. So yeah. it's, it's, it's oh. generally. You, you have similar issues. Yeah, yeah but I don't live there right now. So well, Have you ever had like a renting type of nightmare that you have to deal with? Of course, landlord? dealing with landlords. And i kind of been through the, that kind of gambit of like having to deal with fixtures and not mm. getting things fixed mm. on time. And, you know, I think I've kind of luckily escaped that a little bit just dealing with places where I just be able to afford for sure like 1500 bucks a month that's totally fine but 3000 a month mm -hmm. like if you commit to that like that's such a high overhead for yourself mm -hmm. you know how do you the quality of life is not the same I'm about quality of life and coming from California I'm like you know you gotta figure out what kind of trade-offs you want you know no, like, you, have you seen areas in California like where you grew up that you can't <laughs> yeah. afford now that oh you, yeah San Francisco that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> it's like becoming yeah. New York and yeah, it's worse. It's worse. <sighs> it's worse. Well, property value is higher. You guys are winning. Well, for the property taxes, taxes. our system. Yeah, yeah I could imagine. Pretty California. deplorable. Los Angeles also really bad. It's <laughs> yeah. Really bad. Uh, yeah, but renting still. Homeless in California. Yeah. Oh, yeah. homeless. <laughs> Just enjoying the weather. It's true. Nah, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> well, the weather's well. You don't have snow in California, you Even know. Tarzan had a goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's like a, when you go to San Francisco, it's like beautiful buildings. Yes. But then you see a world of homeless. Yeah. yeah world, like even a. Hey, like Manhattan a too. Manhattan too. But I, 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 They're not organized. I don't see it as much. <laughs> yeah. Camp You know what? I think yeah. New York sometimes it's harder to tell who's homeless. Okay. Mm -hmm. well, <laughs> well, yeah. You think you can tell, but you you sometimes you know. I know comedians who performed every night who was homeless. Well, but well, you wouldn't be able to tell. But in Cali, it's like they look homeless. We, we well, they got homeless. tents too in Cali. Yeah. Not having a home, like right. there's, you know what I mean. Like yeah, some yeah. people are homeless, but Couch make it work or whatever, and, and then some yeah. people are homeless, Ooh, like yes. have no access to homes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. also have right to shelter. Yeah, shelters. So I don't true. think I don't know. If 
uh, I don't think no. California has. I think we're the only one yeah. right in the country. That so has. a lot of times, yeah, people are in the shelters. You won't even see the the uh, how big the actual problem is. Right. Mm. Oh wow. I mean, just, yeah, keep it out of my eyesight, and then I'm fine. Yeah, you gotta go. Can we? Thank you for joining yeah, us. Yeah, thanks okay. very much for having me. Where can people reach you if they try to reach you, like on Instagram <laughs> or anything like that? Um, yeah, out? I'm on Twitter at, at uh, Kim underscore Barker, and then on Instagram at uh, Kim Barker thirty. You're, you were great. Thank you for coming, Thanks, for coming, thanks very much for having me. Hey, Kim. It was great. It's a lot of information, man. I know. Sorry. No, that's oh, great. No, we got to have you back. That's, we, this is great. I just want to figure out how can we solve this goddamn problem. Uh, there's just so many. There's so many different prongs, and there, and you know, at a federal level, we talked about the city uh, with the property taxes, De Blasio's affordable housing plan. At, at the state, we can get more into. We can't let Governor Cuomo off the hook uh, by any means. Uh, but at a federal level. Uh, there's a lot of problems as well. I mean, the federal yeah. contribution is not enough to this problem. Perfect example is the mortgage interest tax deduction. Yeah. Uh, home, homeowners get mad at me when I talk about it, but there's no very few economists that would say that the mortgage interest tax deduction is good policy. It, this is one of those issues where libertarian economists, liberal economists can all come together and agree on the same thing. So basically, it subsidizes, basically, uh, the mortgage interest tax deduction will cover the interest, right, when you buy a home. Right. The problem is, right, most homeowners, most people buying homes are on a wealthier. And it actually encourages them not to buy the home. They're already buying the home. They want to buy a bigger home because uh, the government's covering their cover interest. Uh, so it's not actually creating home ownership. Right. We should get rid of, scrap that right. program, actually create a program that's going to help out low-income residents and then divert some of the some of the funding also to Section 8 vouchers, yeah, that, rental vouchers, that, so totally on and so forth. That's totally sticking it to middle-class families, though. No, you'd be surprised. So, um, and don't get me wrong, there should be programs for middle-class families, but um, uh, the uh, program benefits uh, incomes that are making uh, incomes at $200,000 or higher, 50% of the benefit goes to uh, families that are making $200,000 or more. But what about the other 50%? The, the other 50% is split, but, uh, most of it from uh, a- incomes of 100000 to $200,000. And I'm not saying we should just get rid of this program and leave out the middle class, leave out the working class and the low income, we should create a program that's actually targeted towards those groups. Mm. Um, you're having folks that are making over $500,000 right. a year and they're, they're getting mm. a subsidy. Right. Why? That's just encouraging them to get a bigger home. And it actually so, inflates I mean, the costs of, of uh, the, the homeowners. So what would you do, just put a cap on what the credit is that you can get? You know, put a cap at twenty grand or something. Or yeah, I mean, fifteen it should, grand. A, it should a be. Year. It should be linked to um, more to income. Income. Yeah. Um, it not, shouldn't just be some right. fucking blanket thing that right. rich people can take advantage of. And chances are, the rich people know that to take advantage of these things. Once they got the lawyers and a fucking realtor who's going to tell them how to right. do rich it. Rich people know their rights. And the yeah. poor people, they don't know shit about it. We should have Cuomo. And it's supposed to be for them to buy pit, houses pit like this. Cuomo is such against Cuomo, and have one the the one Cuomo investigate. Journalists, the other Cuomo, they and have them go but, head but, to head, but at the same time, and Cuomo <laughs> each other the fuck out. But I mean, you know, you can't say that the middle class wouldn't get hurt by that. Wouldn't get hurt by, but that's why they well, they're taking away your. There's countless studies your, your that tax credit. Yeah, but I mean, they're taking away. What they got to do? Ju- just politically trying to say like we're gonna do this. But yeah, it would it of course get spun as we're gonna do this at the expense of the middle class. You gotta we're gonna help to poor people. Well, well it, it helps out very few people in the middle class, relatively speaking. I mean, a lot of, um, and that's not like I said. If you scrap the program, you should have you should 
come up with a different program right. that's Somehow. actually going to target those who need help yeah, buying homes. Yeah, cut the fat homes. off of this one. And this costs tens of billions of dollars. A disproportionate uh, amount of um, you know the people who it's benefiting are on the wealthier side, uh, and it actually inflates the value of homes, making is it that, less affordable so for it, the middle class. Is that because the the ticket price of a of an upper class family home, the the, the interest is going to be so much higher that's on right. that? Okay. That makes that's, sense, and that's yeah, that's part of it. And also, I mean, that I, may, I, I think that makes sense. But I mean, it, like, I, I think you have to be very sensitive with any kind of policy thing. That if it looks like it's going to cost the middle sure. class at all, you're going to have a fucking Trump bomb go off. Sure, yeah. and and there's been like countless studies on this. Um, very few of them show that it actually helps the middle class. Like this is, there's a ton of research behind this. It's one of those few issues that libertarians and economists on the I be- left. I totally yeah. believe that, but if the counter message can be yes, that it's going to hurt the right. middle class, right. then it's doomed to failure. Totally. You know, you're uh-huh. going to get Lou Dobbs. A hundred percent. And that's why, and that's why you should show. Populism. Great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And that's why you have to show these charts, right? Where, I mean, anyone can look it up. Uh, uh, all of your listeners can look it up and to see who it's actually helping. The affluent get, you know, huge deductions mm-hmm. um, on their mortgages uh, because of this program. And that's just a categorical waste of money. Uh, the program is, uh, costs taxpayers tens of billions of dollars um, a year. And that's money that could be diverted to middle class home ownership, lower income, uh, working class, and also uh, rental vouchers. You could mm-hmm. be actually targeting uh, programs that would have a, a strong impact on these groups. Hmm. Where are they doing it right? Who's doing the shit right? What state or city are you going to be like, okay, there we yeah. go. Louisville That's worth, that's got worth it investing. Louisville doing it right. Where's the town? I'm going to go out on a limb and say Louisville is not doing it right. Is it somewhere where this shit is working out the right way? Is that anywhere fun? Anywhere fun. So, um, the, I mean, one Cincinnati. issue is... Cincinnati. I think, is a mess too. I th- Atlanta. <laughs> I, I think there are um, states uh, that do it better, right, than, okay. than, than New York. So we can start there. Okay. California has a lot of issues, but I think that their enforcement system, especially when it comes to maintenance, is supposedly uh, much better okay. uh, and more advanced okay. uh, and more proactive and mm-hmm. systematic. Okay. Um, obviously, that's not to say that California doesn't have its problems. We can learn who's doing this part right and this part yeah. right. Maybe we can vulture on the fuck out of it and fix New York. <laughs> that's right, and and it's it's complicated because it's not everyone's looking for the panacea, and it just doesn't exist. It's right. an extraordinarily complicated issue. There's a lot of money behind this issue. A lot of money. You need city, state. You know, federal intervention. Uh, it can't just you can't just put the burden on you know one um, you know uh, government. Right. It has to be a collective effort, and I think that's what makes it difficult when we're spending a lot of money on programs like the mortgage interest tax deduction, which I agree we have to be careful about when we're trying to uh, scrap programs that are not targeting the causes that they're professing to target. Um, but it's, it's, that is a perfect example of something that needs to change in order to build actual affordable housing. So what's the real gasoline behind it? So what's really running it? Is it capitalism? Is it this fucking human nature that we don't give a fuck and try to get the most out of whatever? I think it's a mix of many things. Obviously, real estate is you know powerful, yeah. uh, not just in given states, but across the nation. Uh, and across you know globe. across the globe uh, and you know with Citizens United uh, and also in New York State we have one of the most broken uh, campaign finance systems in the yeah. entire country Dirty. this 
you know, gives rise to the special interests and actually um, results in policies that are not um, actually helping with the affordable housing and then it feeds crisis. Back into itself, right? So the policies just reinforce that kind of corruption, special interest, like entrenchment. That's it's right. A yeah, it's but a circle. Isn't there also just the spending habits of consumers that like people will always consistently stretch as far as they can go on where they live? Mm-hmm. Like I, I was a mortgage loan officer for a while. And, uh, uh, <laughs> more black people loans, nigga. Seventeen <laughs> <laughs> percent. Come on, I got you. I can get you in a nice arm balloon, baby. A three-year balloon. It'd be great. Uh, but it, no, it was like, you know, the, the standard is supposed to be, it, it's like, you know, 30% is yeah. supposed to go towards all your living expenses. That's right. But you can stretch it to like 55% mm-hmm. and the bank would still approve it. And people like it, uh, across the board, it was like, oh, well, if they'll approve it. I'll do it. Yeah, like yeah, 55 fucking percent. But when I look at my own expenses, it's like, yeah, that's pretty much where I am. Part of yeah. quality of life is Place being is nice where you want to be. Plus we want more than what we really need. Living on the bubble, dude. Are we, but is it us? Are and we the fucking problem? Are we just going to be caught up in this fucking loop of overpaying for shit because we naturally would overpay for it if we had the opportunity to not get pressured mm-hmm. to overpay? Everybody mm-hmm. lives on the bubble. That was what I learned from that job. But if that, we know that we're in a bubble, that's when we become complicit. Like, no, but until, like, if on, you're not I mean, educated on it, that's one thing. And like most people are not and don't know their rights, don't know what's going on. Right. No, what I, what that, I mean by like living on the bubble. Once you know, it's on you too. Yeah. For sure. But what I mean by living on the bubble is that like most people are like, two paychecks or two missed paychecks oh, yeah. away from being yeah. fucked up oh, yeah. and and that was it was the same for somebody because you know you pull their credit it's a super weird way to meet somebody you pull their credit report and look at their entire financial history oh, yeah. and the guy that made 60 grand was usually just as leveraged out as the guy that right. made 400 grand mm. yeah. 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 We all play that same balance and act like, ooh, because we all think at the end of the day, when you die and you owe money, fuck it. Dude, there's this guy. There's this guy that was a chiropractor. (laughs) This dude that was a chiropractor, he made he made four hundred something a year and could not get a mortgage because his wife kept racking shit up on Mm. the cards. He he had to he had to consolidate. Dude, he had to he had to consolidate like seventy grand worth of credit card debt. And we get to the table and he was supposed to cash out like a, a really good lump and they pull a credit report at the last second and we're like um, there's an extra $90,000 on this no! and he looks 90? at it gets on the phone like mm. this fucking bitch put a Range Rover on an Amex <gasps> On an Amex. See That's what not pussy, how you see do what pussy that. do to you? That's what I'm going to say is a pussy? That yeah. must have been some bomb-ass uh, pussy. Yeah, well, I, we're all sitting there like, get a divorce, motherfucker. Yeah, she huh. must have had some shit on him. Damn, yeah, that's right. a lot she of money. So he did something. Dude. So he didn't get the loan? Uh, oh, he had to work it out. He did, but he walked away with like with 90 grand less than he was supposed to. Wow. Yeah, because he had to pay all that shit off right. in order to get the loan. Yeah, that's his fault. She Put her was on a leash. smoking him. Yeah. <laughs> Could you Did he have kids with him? But like, family? yeah, they had like three kids. But well, like, the, but the kids. joy <laughs> as a guy that was only making like fifty grand to see, see some to it? see somebody that's legit rich by mm-hmm. any normal person's stretch to yeah. see the look on somebody's face <laughs> when they just found out a ninety thousand dollar purchase went on their shit. Woo! On a credit card Woo! too. That shit's toxic. 
Did she do it while he was at the office? <laughs> it was like over the weekend. Yeah. I mean, I'm literally not taking notes. And, and see the car the right there yeah. in his driveway. And I like, oh. Right. He just <laughs> out all down. weekend. Hmm. Common sense. Yes. wife. Yeah. And then she's like, I'm going to show this nigga. No. Uh, <laughs> Amex. <laughs> Thanks, boo. Could you fucking imagine? Karma's an expensive bitch. The look. Oh, that look was priceless. Wow. Man, that's like heart attack inducing. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's why he had to keep working. Yeah. He had to go crack some backs after that. She's not dumb. Can you imagine being doing? the next guy that got their back cracked by that motherfucker? <laughs> 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 oh <Ooh>, god how do we so okay so you say queens is the worst borough as far as getting duped yes why is that because there's so much development going on over there i mean it is um you see they, they blew up the whole fucking yeah whatever faces manhattan motherfucker got a building on <laughs> yeah whole building now. right in the queen's market you know in large part is driven by the manhattan market mm -hmm. right. so there's a lot of speculation a lot right. of guessing, um, there's a lot of diversity. So yeah. you'll have landlords that obviously want to push out certain groups of people, community <clears throat> people of color. Um, and <laughs> how dare they? Yep. Yep. I'm a people of color. So you'll see yeah. a lot of you know a lot of discrimination against those that have vouchers. Right. A lot of rent fraud. We have a lot of class actions um, against landlords in Queens. I mean, there's one landlord that we sued. It was nine different times in one shot because they had nine buildings that were all receiving tax benefits in return for a hundred percent affordability right and they deregulated about half of the units illegally oh. in nine buildings wow. and the government doesn't look at this data and they're the ones giving out the, the tax breaks to so these folks tax, tax breaks for tax dipping. cheats so did this motherfucker yep. go to jail you're getting fraud and you're no because they're the llc's the llc's will protect crazy them, right they're, so they they're, just closed down the company then they said so we have you sue the llc's you're not really suing the, Damn, right. the direct owner Right. That's nuts. Um, now it's still something because you know the government really is, like I said, is asleep, uh, and they're not looking into this. So you have to do something and create that disincentive, and right. that's the problem with the enforcement model. It is tenant driven. So if a tenant wow. files a complaint, they'll look at that individual tenant's apartment, but they won't conduct an audit of all the other apartments in that building and across the buildings owned by that same landlord. So if one tenant files a lawsuit, wins $50,000, but that same landlord is making millions of dollars overcharging everyone else, right. that $50,000 penalty is not a penalty it's an investment with a multi-million dollar why return why wouldn't they audit him who why wouldn't that be the next step to do yeah. to audit everything this motherfucker owns because they they don't have the political will to audit him they know what they're doing i've literally we've literally we've identified ah! we've identified if you look at our Correct. twitter account we um identified over a thousand buildings in new york city that are receiving tax benefits and that are unequivocally and factually defrauding tenants and wow. taxpayers we've we've tweeted this oh, to the government a thousand a thousand and, and you can look at our, our twitter account we've tweeted that this to governor cuomo and uh, said, hey, look, look at all these buildings that are receiving tax, tax benefits. That's tax $250 million a, y a year in foregone revenue. It's called the J51 tax program. And it was That's sold to New York City. That's the title of the show. Yeah. J51 tax program is shit. Okay. So how do you identify uh, yeah. those buildings? Is that from complaints? No. And then you <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I mean, like, it, you know, is there a complaint and then you go and investigate the rest of them? This is the best part. 
Um, all you have to do is look at their quarterly property tax statements, which mm -hmm. is literally a matter of public record. Right. So when a landlord receives this benefit, 100% of the units have to be affordable. Let me give a plug first. One, yes. one second. Let's do a sure. plug before you, uh, okay. before you, Venus has to leave. Sorry. <laughs> thanks. Uh, but I love hearing all it about it, you know, about New York, how corrupt it is, you know. Uh, but hi, I'm Venus Lux. You can follow me on Twitter at Venus Lux. Um, and uh, find me in California. <laughs> thanks. So, um, if you go online on the Department of Finance, <laughs> you can look up the property tax records of every single landlord in mm -hmm. New York City. Mm -hmm. right. They have to reveal how many of their units are rent stabilized or affordable, and they have to reveal whether or not they're receiving a tax benefit. So mm -hmm. all we do they is- They have the, to reveal that. They have to. Okay. So it's, on their, it's literally on their quarterly property tax statement. So um, we at Housing Rights Initiative are math geniuses because all we do is divide the number of affordable units by the total number of units and anything under 100% mm -hmm. is unequivocally illegal right. when mm -hmm. you're receiving a tax benefit. Right. It's the most simple math, form of math. It's wow. been a math heavy episode, dude. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. But this is simple hmm. math. It's simple math. Wow. And, so, and they don't do anything about it. Heavy's a strong word. Dividing small numbers. This makes me so infuriated. Who, what office no is totally one gives a fuck. Uh, so uh, Governor Cuomo has jurisdiction, I mean the state has jurisdiction over rent stabilization. Governor so Cuomo the is the it's executive. Governor. And it, it's been pretty he, disappointing. He doesn't care. He doesn't. And he don't give a fuck. He less than gives a fuck. He uh, wants it to continue because it's being brought to his attention and he he actively ignores it. I'm going to have to call out his brother on CNN. We're, That's we're the only way they get to, to the Cuomo boys. <laughs> and, you got to go through the pretty young one. Yeah. Gotta catch him live. Let's he's, not forget. No, that that, a, if I have he's a strapping to talk to man. Him. No, when I go in there, that motherfucker is a strapping <laughs> outfielder. <laughs> yeah. And I think, Listen, you know, he's a shortstop. <laughs> Let me talk to Cuomo. You know, I think one of the worst parts of the Trump administration is that it's caused so much noise at a national level yeah. that it drowns out everything that's not being done at a local level. Yeah. And this works to the advantage yeah, of. Of governors like Governor Cuomo, but, who ran in their first term as a reformer. He right. told us he was going to reform our campaign finance yeah. laws, our ethics laws, yeah. our election laws. He has not reformed a single thing. He's Keep, part of it. You know, and keeping the White he's House the in machine. order. Yeah, he's, he's the, the machine. machine. But to be fair, machine, no. now that, but but it's true that people have not, historically not paid attention at all to like local government. But, but now they're becoming aware of that because people like you are saying it a lot. Like, look you guys, this is a smokescreen and we're not paying attention to the local shit which is where shit actually changes and where you the individual can make an actual change. That's right. And people are like, like you see all over the news and stuff like unlikely winners of local elections because they went down to the grassroots level and like camp like talk to individuals for months and months. Like people are starting to get it. Yep. Yeah, no, uh, democracy is local. Yeah. And I agree local. that that, that folks are starting to get this, they're starting to pay attention, and they need to uh, continue to amp up the pressure on folks like Governor Cuomo to reform our laws. Mm -hmm. And in New York State, like we don't know this, but when it comes to ethics, campaign finance, election laws, we are at the very, very bottom. Very bottom. Very, very yeah. bottom. We have something called the LLC loophole. Have you ever heard of this? Mm -hmm. So um, if you right. own, you know, when Mitt Romney said, uh, uh, corporations are uh, people, my friend, well, in New York State, LLC, are people my friend because if you own an LLC let's say you have a hundred LLCs you can donate the maximum amount um, oh, wow. to the let's say the governor $65,000 times a hundred times a hundred 
Holy shit! And that's and that's why. And the and if you're rich that's enough to be able to afford sixty five thousand dollar donation, then you can have a bunch of them. Literally, there's landlords that donate millions upon millions of dollars. Wow! And then people say, well, why aren't they enforcing the rent stabilization laws? Why aren't that's they? For, well, this is why because they're paying they're for that. For campaigns. This is this is what you get. And Governor Cuomo oh. promised he promised to close the LLC loophole, and then became the biggest beneficiary of that loophole in the history of New York since two thousand and eleven. He has raised raised more money through LLCs than all 213 legislators combined. Good, because you know what? It's that <laughs> wow. impunity that's going to make people, like, we people have to really see it. It can't be, like, a subtle corruption. It has to be that yeah. level yep. for people to, like, and then eventually the more, like, and it's not going to happen one time that you bring it to their attention, right? It's over and over and over, and then people go, holy shit, where was I? Yep. And that's, and that's, you know, what we try to do as well. We want to help tenants directly, but we also want to make it impossible for anyone to deny that this problem is happening. Yeah. And you can do that right. through class action litigation, what we call impact litigation. We gotta wake people follow up. the money, man. The money always leads you to the fucking crooks. Yep. How do you dirty crooks? Yep. How do you um, engage your own landlord just to like? Is it possible to no? I mean, like, is it possible just to <laughs> stop? Like, Everything all right, Aaron? I want to work in there. <laughs> yeah. Are you okay, Aaron? You see the sun? I definitely want to know how much this dude pays. <laughs> is that why they're so nice to me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why are you giving me roses? Hey, Aaron, what's the matter, boss? We hungry? <laughs> 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 this place is just vacuumed. It's unbelievable. Your <laughs> so dog's nice. been walked. I never <laughs> thought of that. Why is my dog? Where do you live? <laughs> Upper West Side. Hilarious. Okay. Yeah. You, you, you getting a good deal? Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I like my, where I live. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. No problems no, no, in your building, no, huh? No. <laughs> uh, but how is it possible to right? Why are they like even Aaron? renting to me? <laughs> yeah. How did I get approval? Yo, the, the damnedest thing. The damnedest thing with Schuster was that after they made, you know, after I I got out of a year and a half of rent and I made them pay me five grand and replace the security deposit, was that they still renewed my lease because it, it was just like, guys, I'm like basically the foreman of this building. Like, I, I'm in, I, I know where everything is. Safe. I know every problem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it, yeah, but it would be great for a landlord to have you in the building. If they're doing everything right, they're going to look like the best landlord ever because right. you're the dude who... We'll call them out. Yeah, and there and there are some good landlords, and yeah. you you know, uh, and that's why I don't view this as a, a landlord problem or even a real estate problem. This is a campaign finance and a democratic problem. Yeah, right. This is what like I, the analogy I give is: if you want to understand how real estate works in New York City, read Lord of the Flies. Yeah, remember that mm -hmm. the, 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 piggy, the bunch of yeah, little the piggy, cars? the yeah. bunch of landlords that get stuck on this island. Yeah. There's no laws. There's no enforcement. A few try to stand up and do the right thing. Yeah, piggy gets a rock dropped on his head. Right his head Jack is running out and a you know fire and all that stuff yeah. that's yeah. what happens when you have right. no enforcement Chaos, but can man. you as an individual stop the constant Chaos. rent increase every year um you as an individual if they're illegally overcharging you because I mean, well if so you have to look at you have to evaluate your position so mm -hmm. if your rent stabilized right uh and they're not allowed to raise your rent more than you know x percent so i think this year um was about 1.25 percent uh, well, then that's illegal and you can fight that. And since you're rent stabilizing, you're entitled to renewal leases, you can go after them with brute force from a legal perspective. But if you're not rent stabilized, then you may want to use more honey at first. Hey, dude. <laughs> hey, dude. Please. Right, right. You have to evaluate the strength of your position. Uh -huh. And that's what I tell tenants. If you were illegally deregulated, 
you should do something about it because once your rent stabilized, then you can enforce your rights with maintenance and all of those other things and the landlord can't get you out as long as you're paying rent and following the rules. How do you get yourself ah, rent stabilized? The paying rent Paul. So, <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's difficult because there's no database. So you're kind of trusting the landlord. You know, you go in, you say, are the apartments rent stabilized? If he says yes, an apartment could, you know, and this, could, this is actually could be legal. An apartment could be rent stabilized in name only, meaning because every apartment has a maximum rent. And if that rent, like in your case, is $10,000, but you're paying, let's say, 3000 4000 whatever you're paying, mm-hmm. um, they can raise your rent at any point all the way up to that legal maximum. Right. So it makes it tricky. You can be rent stabilized, mm-hmm. but right. the legal maximum is so high that you're really not rent stabilized in pra- and you know right. in practice. Yeah. Holy shit. So we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> no. This is upsetting. No, like you said, people are catching on. Yeah. I think people now understand that there are serious problems at a local level. Um, and, and we didn't talk about this, but our election laws. I mean, New York State should be ashamed of itself. Oh, no they want to lead the national charge on voter suppression. We are systematically suppressing voters. We don't have early vote. We don't have same-day registration. We do not want people to vote. We have one of the right. worst voter turnouts in the entire country. It was 41st. Yeah. We ranked 41st Stay, in 2016. Trump's kids couldn't fucking here's vote. Here's one thing, because New York is so expensive. In the primary. Right. Everybody got to work when oh, motherfuckers got to vote. Yep. It's like... Chrissy used to have a joke about it. It's like, if you really wanted everybody to vote, why the fuck you doing it on a Tuesday? Yep. Yeah, do it Saturday. Anything else you do on a Tuesday? You have a big birthday party on a Tuesday? Right. Yep. You don't do anything else you want people to come to on a Tuesday. Yep. <laughs> but you're going to... It's like, make it all week. Make it the weekend. Make That's it right. when people, motherfuckers can get off. That's right. They don't want that. They don't want that. They don't want that. They want you to have to go to work and not be able to leave work. You like, you, yeah, you hear a lot about progressivism, but that that's not too progressive, right? No. That's where that's where progressivism goes to die. The busiest day in a fucking week, that's when you're going to uh, do it. Yeah, like five or six it's years ago. When you got to work and your kids got to go to school and you got to feed the these si- Single mothers <laughs> in the South Bronx who used to help. Like, yeah. There's no way they can get away. And look what they're doing in like Oregon. They should be like, this is this is the paragon of how how it, uh, you should go about uh, you know um, voter laws. Uh, they have uh, mail-in ballots yeah. where they essentially mail the ballots to basically all the voters, mm-hmm. and you get it like I think two months in advance. Wow. Like that's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. Like that's and that hurts incumbents, right? Because right, incumbents, right? That's how democratic that state is. Yeah. Where they didn't care. Mm-hmm. They established mail-in you know vote uh, ballots, and in 2016 they had the highest, the biggest increase in voter turnout in the entire country. And uh, Trump and Hillary Clinton spent zero dollars there, so it can only be attributed to the fact that when wow. you mail people your ballot, and mm. all they have to do is just go on the street and they have all these boxes yes. where you can just slip it in Boom. and yeah. you vote done. You have two, so. two months to do that. What about the five million people from out everywhere. of state that were illegally voting? <laughs> no, 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 no. Five million everywhere. That should be the law everywhere. It really should. One day. So funny. Like, people, can't, people can't even be bothered to act on their own behalf and like for reasons, whatever. Yeah. But like to imagine that they would be motivated to act, to commit a felony that's so hard to do on someone else's behalf. To vote twice. Yep. To vote maybe twice. Yep. Is wildness. Yeah, that's that's not a problem. I mean, there's been you know countless studies. It's a good talking point. Yeah, trying to rile yeah. up your your base. No, <laughs> Five or six years ago, I was in Ireland for for like a whole week, and it was during it, it was during their uh, like the last week of their presidential election. Okay. Mm. Literally, I saw like five signs, 
And at one point, some guy was in the middle of uh, of like this big square. Is like, vote for Fred, and somebody else is like, George is my guy, and that was it. It wasn't all over TV. It was, there, but it, it's, but there's there's limitations. George people here. No, but it's that they have limitations of what they're allowed to spend. Right, right. That's mm. what it's so, I'll it, say. We spent a million dollars, and we got to deal with these motherfuckers for two years straight. We got to get money out of fucking campaigns. <laughs> all the money. Yeah. Get all of it out. Money has no business. Zero. In everybody get zero and then give everybody three dollars. Yep. <laughs> yep. Spend your three dollars. Then everybody get a hundred. Yeah. Then we gotta get the shit out of like private money gotta get out of campaigns. Man. Right. Yeah, and you know, I'm I am not a fan of Massachusetts sports, but I'm a fan of their campaign finance system. If you look at Massachusetts, the maximum amount you can give to a candidate's a thousand dollars and lobbyists are limited to two hundred and fifty dollars. That's, That's it. a like why why aren't we leading on these issues, right? Yeah, in order to lead on issues you have to lead by example and in many ways we're examples not on how not to do this. Right. And that's just sad because we used to set precedents and we used, used to. to take the lead on these issues. We used to rail against corruption. I mean, yes. We basically started the progressive movement. And I think we have to just recognize that we have a problem. And I think that's where it starts. You have to look not just outward, but also inward. Yeah. And I think keeping the White House in order shouldn't come at the expense of keeping your own house in order. I agree. Yeah. We're so corrupted. We're so corrupted. We are late on everything. We should be... You would think that we would lead the way. Yep. We would be the guiding light. Even with something like marijuana, nigga, we still... They're like, why can't we get it together? Why? Because there's so much corruption. Everybody fucking so old school corrupted and so stuck in their ways and don't want to do anything. They just want to stay in a position. That's it. It's old school. I mean... It's like, oh, you would think New York would be the place. You Colorado, you can smoke. And New York, you can't. We govern... We are international city, motherfucker. We govern mafia style here, though. It's like super closed off. and Fact Everything yeah. is, yeah. And mobbed up, man. Yeah, we mobbed up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dirty. And the politicians, just as bad as the fucking mobsters. They are the mobsters. If you, if someone's in professional politics here, they are dirty. That's I don't think that there's any, otherwise they're exception that proves the rule. If you've been in it for longer than 10 years, 10, 15 years, you're dirty. Yeah. You did yeah. something. You don't stay in the game that long game unless you here. learn how to just play. It's too, too much money. We yeah. gotta clean the game out. How, how do you stay clean when there's when there's that much money? Well, dirty there's money. money at the bottom too, but it has to coordinate and that's the problem. I think it's, it's, hard, it's, it's hard to do that. Remember when Hillary first came here to run for Senate? And Alphonse DeMondo and all of them just got the fuck out of her way. Because <laughs> they got out of the way because they was going to get exposed as the mm. crooks they were. That's why she could walk in here and be like this. I'm from New York too, Yankee hat. Right. And smoked them. Smoked them. Alphonse, ain't he going to prison now? Mm. Uh, one of these guys just got, he just got two mm. years or whatever fucking about to go to prison. Mm. He should be the senator here. Shit. They're so dirty yep. for so many years. Yep. Hillary moonwalked in here, nigga, and took their job. <laughs> yeah. and, and it, was, it was amazing. It was amazing to see. They have to run a dude. Remember they ran that fucking nobody from Staten Island against yeah. her. And it's so interesting. But she was only two years in Congress. <laughs> so she didn't have a chance to be crooked yet. Yeah. I, hate this, I hate the crookedness of this fucking yeah. state. No, I totally I agree. It. And if we don't do anything about it, the empire mm -hmm. state's going to turn into an empire of fraud. Yes. And that, that's the sad part. And you pre Bihar, I mean, was going after all of these guys. Yes, and one they got rid of after another after another. He was and, the best. And they and they and they didn't even get it didn't even result in any ethics reform. How do you not reform your system and when everyone's going to prison? Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, and <laughs> yeah. How do you not change it? They yeah. just got they just said fuck it. We're gonna sweep them out and then sweep on. So there's a new fresh crooks. supply of people to come back into the system and, and they fired and buoy him. it back I mean, it's where not they want unique it to, be. to New York though that it's a, a total quagmire. No, but it's so right shockingly I agree. I just think it's a place that's so. Well, I grew up near Atlantic City, and man. Yeah. Is that like a, a political shit? But Atlantic City up. doesn't have pretensions of being super progressive. Yeah, fair New enough. York yeah. is yeah. like we're a yes. bastion of progression, yes. and we're really, really not. And we're now looking up to yes. places like New Jersey. I mean, you guys um, recently passed—I think it was a few years ago—redistricting uh, reform, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And how you, uh, you know, uh, create the boundaries and yeah. the, the lines of your district. You guys have—it's um, a, a paragon for it. I think you're you're ranked like second. I didn't have much to do with to, it, to be honest. You didn't. I thought. I, I wasn't giving credit where it was there, sorry. <laughs> but, but isn't that crazy? I mean, we used to, back in the day, we would make yeah. make fun of Jersey. We'd be like, all right, yeah, like, yeah. look how they're, they have so much corruption. They're not doing anything with good government. And yeah. now I'm using you guys as an example on how to do things. Mm-hmm. And that's different. I, AC remains so backwards. A few years ago, there's a, uh, it's always like the school board that that is like the most crooked thing. Oh, yeah. And a 22-year-old like kid was hmm. the head of the uh, of the school board because right. it's it's a voted in this? position in Atlantic City <laughs> and he after like after a few months they caught him he had embezzled like 62 grand and at his sentencing he was like hey I paid back 15,000 for a 22 year old that's pretty good <laughs> give me a little credit wow. here. Yeah. he was the head of the school board yeah dude in Atlantic <laughs> Atlantic City the mayor was missing for like four months while he was in office <laughs> and it turned out that it? yeah it was I think it was it was Levy, and it, and this is like five years ago, and it turned out that Where he was, was just uh, he was in one of the casinos in a penthouse drinking <laughs> booze and banging hookers. <laughs> Right. Well, that so, he, part so he came out refreshed and ready to leave. <laughs> but like, but it was like the the search was on for him, and like room service is dealing with this motherfucker every day. Atlantic City peaked after the game Monopoly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was the top of the city. That's all y'all can accomplish. Yeah, a- after That's that big, big accomplishment, explo- though. Right? Big. I mean, after that big explosion, yeah, after that big explosion, Miss Nucky, <laughs> that was it. If you find yourself on the real a Baltic, <laughs> you get stabbed. <laughs> oh, dude, there's streets that aren't paved in that motherfucker yeah no yeah it's down there mm-hmm. i mean those near the casinos are still okay yeah it's just big casinos and parking garages but also, it's some the people around there look shit. like <laughs> the bar from star wars <laughs> yeah dude i, I did a it. bunch of fucking mutants and they're like <laughs> I did a show at Boardwalk Hall and I was all psyched about it and I had to park like way far off and like you know how when a, you know how when a hooker starts talking to you you know it's a hooker but oh, there's yeah. usually right some kind of like hey baby how you doing yeah. type thing this is right away this haggard old bitch was like was like I'll give you a hand job for twenty dollars right like nah I'm good blow job for ten I'm like nah I'm good you can get this pussy for five like oh my god. Five dollar Atlantic City I, pussy, son. I, I hope you didn't turn it down. Did I you? mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I bargained her down for anal for a dollar, but I would have got hand job, $5. a blow job, and made a park my car seven dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she valet too. Nigga. She valet. <laughs> a dollar menu. <laughs> you gotta know where to go. The drop. That's the drop. It was right by the drop. Yeah. I know Lucy, man. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't fooling me. I know. Dollar menu puss is suspect, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so any uh, so what's your dream? What would be your mm. dream to happen here in the state as far as like 
real estate is concerned as far as like landlords what would be the best thing that could happen i think the best thing that we can happen uh, that could happen is uh reforming our government so, so that landlords are following the law and do we need an organization do we need some type of department where they just handle fucking fraud uh landlord fraud and i mean we have that it's where just that? controlled that? it's that the our enforcement system has basically turned into a real estate protection system because mm-hmm. these agencies yeah. are led right by the mayor and the governor and there's a lot of money going into this right. and that's why at the end of the day what we're we're touching here is basically a symptom and you it's important you want to show that the symptom exists so you can get to the root cause and there's no doubt in my mind that if we can reform our campaign finance laws we can reform our ethics laws uh our election laws, things will get better, things will improve, our MTA will get quicker, our affordable housing stock will get bigger, and our elections will get fair. Um, no doubt in my mind. And that's where you have to, that's why we have to spend more time looking at state politics. Right. We should also look at city politics, but the state really controls everything at the end of the day. Do we need a, old, a good old fashioned whistleblower? I think we need somebody in the shit. To Kim, we have shit. our Kim. But she's a journalist doing well, it. But but they, we need that's, who's oh, inside. Well, there's got to be employees in these apartments who's like this. I'm frustrated with this fucking job. We need someone because hot I'm that trying we to make a difference, TV. and they just keep telling me I can't do anything. I can't move yeah. on these fucking landlords because the people who work in these apartments are fucking renters and and and, and uh, you know New Yorkers too. Yeah. But they got to be. And hot that's actually happened. To put on so TV when did that happen? So um, it was like I think like two years ago where there was a an employee at HPD that um, went on record. Um, and gave uh, ProPublica a lot of data mm-hmm. on some of the discrepancies yeah. and all that, and they posted it online. Uh, so yeah, I would say the press has a huge uh, role in uh, helping us achieve good government reform. I mean, even our organization, uh, press is a huge part of this because yeah. a lot of people aren't listening, right? Because right? a lot of them, they don't, right, don't want to listen. Mm-hmm. It's the press that will listen at the end of the day. And right. you know, they're not perfect either, but they are instrumental in um, achieving good government reform and also our legal system. Here's a here's a positive. Um, you know, I worked in Albany and that was not a good time. Three men in a room, three men that get to decide everything, the leader of the Senate, leader of the assembly, the governor. If one of them doesn't wanna see a bill go through, it is over. It's over That's right. not very democratic. Right. But in our legal system, while also imperfect, is considerably more equitable and considerably more fair. Right? A judge can't really write no comment. Right, mm-hmm. they have to. They're, they're, they're. Right, you can't just be behind uh, closed doors writing these rulings. But uh, if you don't agree with that ruling, you can appeal it. Goes up to the appellate, and it could potentially go up to the appeals. That's a healthier system, and that's right. why I left Albany to start this organization so I can expose this through our legal system uh, oh, okay. and make some progress that way. That's the um, route to do it. And, you know, one example of how bad it is in Albany. We uh, drafted a bill that would have raised the threshold at which landlords were required to provide heat which at the time it's like 40 degrees. When it's 40 degrees or warmer, they would have to then provide heat, which is pretty low. And when I went to program and council, which is a department there that you basically have to talk to before you uh, propose a bill or before you're elected proposes a bill, they basically said, no way, you know, we're not not gonna pass this. And I said, that's fine. I figured you were gonna say that, but at least allow us to propose it. Right. Don't, you know, if it doesn't go anywhere, fine, but at least we can make this into an issue, right? right? At least we can go to the press, we can, you know- Make them vote on it. Yeah, make them vote. and make them vote and even if they even if they didn't want to vote on it just allow us to say that we proposed the bill so we can go on tv and say what we're proposing and raise awareness right. and they said nope 
And I said, why? I said, I'm literally asking you to let me fail. Why won't you let me fail? And they said, point blank, I wish I recorded the call, that Rebney, RSA, the real estate lobby would, would get pissed off. And the fact that they were willing- And they in the pocket of these motherfuckers. Yeah, just saying, oh! like it, it is so bad where you're not allowed to even fail. And that's when I said, you know, and I gotta so get funny. out of Albany and go somewhere else. They're so wow. comfortable telling you that. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. I'm like, that I can't believe you just said yeah, that. should be a secret. Have some respect yeah. and lie to us. At least have some respect. <laughs> that is impunity like I've never heard. Yep. Yeah. They don't give a fuck because ain't nobody who gonna you check them. As a private person working your job, you don't have that kind of latitude in your life to, to be that like aggressively corrupt right but it, it was it was, it was impressively yeah. corrupt yeah <laughs> wow. i was yeah. impressed nailed it i was like wow that's amazing yeah <laughs> they, I, I wish you taped that i know who wasn't on the phone with you i don't remember i, we, I had a lot of interesting phone calls what a piece of fucking garbage yeah. up there in albany yeah i always yeah. had albany's connected detroit the evil triangle yeah mm -hmm. yeah and then good up there and another problem is there's a, there's a lot of press in the city, no, right? They're focused on a lot of the city stuff because it's New York City. A lot of reporters don't report on Albany because right. it's yeah. not New York City. Right. And that's it's a so nut. That, that's, you can get away with murder. And that's, and that's tough. Albany. But there are great Albany? Albany reporters who do expose this stuff. Right. It's just more difficult because it's in Albany and not New York right. City. That is such mm. a conspiracy. And like, if they wanted people to, to like really actively participate in that, they, it would be here. Yeah. Not yeah. stupid Albany. Yeah, well, I'm not making a trip or But anything. it's a whole, it's beef between upstate and downstate too. For politicians, right. fucking journalists, fucking beef. Yeah. And it's a good deal because if I'm an upstate politician, and uh, a real estate um, company is donating a ton of money to me to vote on something that affects New York City. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My constituents aren't going to get mad at me. Of course I'll support it. You're yeah. going to give me, you know, uh, tens of thousands of dollars and I'm not even going to get in trouble with my constituents? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. No right. trouble. I ain't got to see it. I ain't got to be around it. So, That's easy money. Yep. Oh. I gotta kill somebody. Yeah, that's what it comes I down don't know to. to do this, man. That's what Aaron said to do. You know, you're just following orders here. I'm gonna have to get a rifle and get up in a clock tower somewhere and start picking people off. That's best. This right? podcast is evidence. <laughs> that's right. You got as me. As always. You even got your shooter glasses there. <laughs> now we're about to wrap it up. Now, where can people go? Any websites they can go to try to get some of this information? Yeah, www.housingrightsny.org. Www this is important stuff, man. I don't care what city you live in is coming for you it's either happening already or it's because we don't know what controls just our everyday shit or who's in charge of what we pay for the littlest things ah oh, yeah. it's fucking frustrating so it's www www.housingrightsny.org um, thank you, you can find Aaron. all of information great. there thank you thanks you for having great, me man. you full of information we definitely want to have you back richie at Richie Redding is all my handles, and you guys can check out my podcast, Pets and Punchlines. It's comics with pets talking to vets. It's the dumbest and best idea. It's just comics talking about their dogs and getting vet advice from my girlfriend. Nice. <laughs> it's super stupid. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it's great. I like I've been it. for 15 years. Really? Passed away in 2010, but yeah, I had a dog for a long time. We'd love to have you. I had a few dogs in my life. Want to come on? What do you have? You have uh, Rhodesian Ridgeback. Yeah, South African lion hound in a uh, 700 square foot apartment. That was mm. my rap name, South African lion hound. <laughs> <laughs> People don't know that. They didn't last long. Uh, what the hell? <laughs> and the apartheid. <laughs> <laughs> that was my name, too. <laughs> K-Rons? Um, you can find me on Insta. My stories are always super lit. Um, Karen Mergle is K-E-R-E-N. 
and Twitty the same. I'm like not on there though. I find it toxic, but who knows? I might come back. And I'm about to launch a brand new podcast called Book Sluts, and it's the dumbest, best idea. It's where mm-hmm. we read only the free samples of books, <laughs> and then talk about the, the talk about what we think is going to happen, but we'll never know. And we just veer off into all kinds of shit. Me and Abby Rosenquist, such a funny comment. Abbo, yeah, and, uh, yeah. It's just the best idea we've ever had. It's so good. Mm. Cool. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And don't forget this Tuesday coming. This Tuesday, August 14th at the Comedy Cellar, the B Day Comedy Show Bash. Me and Pete Lee's birthday celebration. Leo's baby. Uh, we got a lot of people coming through from Mike Che to Tony Rock to Sal Vulcano, Yamanika, Derek Gaines, Chris Red. It's going to be a lot of people there, man. Make sure you get your tickets at comedycellar.com. It's a 10 p.m. show, August 14th, Tuesday, August 14th, next week. Oh, it's going to be packed. And we got, um, uh, we got a cypher DJing. Cypher sounds DJing. Yeah, I want to get out of that, man. Rumor has it Tracy Morgan's coming. So make sure you get your tickets. ComedyCellar.com, ComedyCellar.com for the birthday bash. It's August 14th. Thanks, everybody, for coming out today. You're welcome. Great show. Race Wars, baby!